Hello, and welcome to the Music Teacher Coffee Talk podcast. I'm Carrie. And I'm Tanya. We are both elementary music teachers who love to talk shop, preferably over a steaming cup of coffee. And this is episode number 52. Today we're focusing on third grade in the music room. We'll also share highs and lows from our teaching week, a work smarter, not harder teacher tip. And in our CODA section, we'll give some specific recommendations of our favorite things in and out of the music room. So grab your beverage of choice and let's get started. place in our show where we talk about our highs and our and or lows yeah of our teaching week yeah something awesome something not so awesome reflection's good yes yeah let's yes. reflect okay okay we'll reflect yes carrie would you like to tell us what's going on sure it's it's a kind of just a, a low it's it's a low it's a general low and not just this from the week from the low. year yes okay that's your song yeah um and it's, it's timely with our episode today because it, today we're going to be talking about third grade. And normally I would be super jazzed about that. And it's not that I'm not jazzed about that. I love third grade, typically. But this year I'm struggling. It's struggle bus with the third with graders the third this graders. year. Yeah. So part of it is I, I have one third grade class because our numbers are so low Aww. in our school that we only have one third grade class because we have a dual language track. We have third grade dual language kids, but they're in a third, fourth split dual language class. Uh So that class I have chosen to do fourth grade curriculum, but I did a whole bunch of review at Uh the beginning of the year to catch those third graders up. They're doing pretty well, but there's only like six of them in that class. For some reason, this third grade class is just tiny. It's just always been tiny. I don't know why. So as far as my traditional English speaking third grade class, there's only one homeroom class. Mm -hmm. So it's really just a weird thing to wrap my head around. I have never had a grade where I write a lesson and I only teach it once, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's in some ways it's nice because I don't have that pressure with myself of, oh, I have to make sure I do the same thing with both classes. Right. But still, whatever it's like I get one through, shot. I get through. Yeah. Whatever I don't, I don't. But then there lies the frustration. Yeah. This particular group of third graders is a highly impacted group of kids. We have a lot of behavioral issues, a lot of trauma issues, a lot of social emotional issues going on. And I'm just not getting through much with these guys. And Mm -hmm. it's really hard. And I see them for an hour. (laughs) So, you know, I know there's there's bigger problems in the world. And it's not about me, obviously. But it's just every time I write a lesson and then I sit back and I reflect at the end of the day, I, I'm getting through less than half of my lesson because I'm dealing putting out this fire and putting out this fire. And there are some kids in there who truly want to learn and who are really great musicians. And I feel like I can't serve them because I'm literally chasing after other kids. Thank goodness we have a wonderful paraprofessional who comes with them. So if there's a kid who needs a break, she can take them out for a little bit, and I don't have to worry about where that kid is. But there's like five or six of them who on a daily basis are in and out of my class. And they're very physical with each other, so I'm worried someone's going to get hurt. I feel like I can't pull out orph instruments because I'm worried someone's going to, like, chuck a bar across the room, you know? So it's just just a sad frustration I'm feeling with myself with third grade that 
Um, even when we have good days, like the other day we actually had a pre pretty decent day where I was teaching and they were learning and we were going. I always feel like this manic energy within myself. Yes. Like I'm flying by the seat of my pants and at any moment everything's going to come crumbling down. Oh my gosh, that's my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know other people are experiencing this too. I'm just wanting to put it out there that that's me right now, especially okay. with third grade. And I wanted to mention it because we're talking about third grade today. So you might hear me saying a lot of things like, well, in a typical year, I would be doing this, right. but this year things are just moving a little bit slower, and there's some repertoire I'm having to do differently, some games I'm having to play differently, just because I'm having to modify a lot for this group. Right. And it's we just got through the first trimester of school, and it's sad that I'm thinking, okay, well, I just want to get through this year, but uh -huh. then next year, they'll be fourth graders. So this it, is true. It's yes. just, and, and because there's only one class, it's not like we can separate them. There's not two different classes we can put them in. Right. This is the only place they can be. So we're just, as a school, we're, we're struggling. Their classroom teacher, I, I give her props every time I see her because she's struggling. It's just, it's a really difficult class, and there's no strong solution yet for what to do with them. I totally feel your pain. Yeah, I and I know you're going through the same thing with different grades. With but, different grades, yeah. You know, for me, it's third grade, and again, because it's the topic of today's show, I just wanted to say it's weighing heavy on my heart. Okay. These third graders. I hear you. I think about them all the time. I know. So, okay. anyways, that's my low. Sorry I'm, to be all no, mopey hey. and depressed. But. You know, I'm very, sorry, I take a little, tiny little detour. I'm very lucky that I have you and I have Craig because... Craig my, is your husband. My husband, <laughs> who is the art teacher, who sees the same students. Yeah. Because even though sometimes talking about these things, it's not about fixing the problem. It's just about like... Talking uh, through it. Talking through it yeah. and go, wow, like, did this just happen? Yeah. And you don't have witnesses besides the kids, so you're like... Oh, yeah. Is it me? Like, am I... Am I crazy? Right. So it's really good to touch base and talk with others and go, wow, like, I'm having a hard time. Oh, I yeah. need just to acknowledge it. And the way I can acknowledge it is to tell other people about totally. it. Totally. Yeah. I mean, within our specials team, you know, because we're on a three-day rotation. So, like, they go to art one day. Then they come to me. And then the next day they go to PE. Then they go back to art. And then we have our lunch and planning right after that class, which mm -hmm. is kind of nice. Yeah, because yeah, Because then yeah. you get you that decompress. time to, yeah. So, any I always will go to the art teacher after she's had that group and go, okay, post-third grade check-in. How's everyone oh, feeling? You know, so like, good. we check on each other. Because, oh, yeah. And again, because we have them for a full hour that's a long time that is a long time and so I'm having to do I mean I, I plan for a gazillion activities with very quick transitions because their attention span is so short right um and they really do enjoy hands-on things I did pull out the ORF instruments one day and they were really really focused on it for a while and then you know one kid derails and then it kind of goes from there yeah um and it's just hard to predict because some days they come in and, they, and they're doing great uh-huh but more often than not, they come in already a little bit fired up, and then it's hard to get them on track. I totally hear you. Yeah, and yeah. the games that I typically go to that I remember all third graders loving, this group doesn't necessarily love. But then other games that are usually a little bit more, not necessarily a favorite, like they totally love. So it's hard for me to find, you know, I'm just trying to feel it out every day. I understand. Trial and error. Yes. All right, Tanya. I'm done Ooh, with my... That sounds like my fifth grade. I know. And, and my I, second we've grade. We've been talking about... Yeah, we um, each have our own group. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to... I'm, I'm going to go high because mm -hmm. I'm just looking for the high, um, which sounds torrid, but you know <laughs> what I mean. Uh, yeah. So I have some rather large classes this year. Yeah. Um, at one of my schools, I have um, classes of 34 and 35. 
in second grade, oh. fifth grade, and fourth grade. Now, I want to focus on my fourth graders because okay. um, this, the large class sizes, it, it really it really is an issue in second grade and fifth grade. Like, sure. I could how do a whole hour of talking about how it really is an issue, but I'm going to focus on fourth grade because yeah. they also are, gosh, I'm trying to think, it's either 33 or 34 wow. that I had this past week in fourth grade, and yet, and yet... They are doing awesome. Yay. I mean, these kids, they will just, they will do, they will do anything and be happy about it. Yeah. And um, I need to just, my specific high is that I need to give a shout out to Kurt Sereski, who came and did a Rocky workshop yes. a weekend ago, a week ago. And we've known Kurt for a long time, yes. and he's fantastic. He's in Texas and uh, does a lot of work with Susan Brumfield. And so Kurt came out, and of course, I know you were out of town. I but, was out of town, yes, but, but I heard it was awesome. It was. And um, I've been around for a while, so like most of the songs and games that he did, um, I, I'm familiar with, but sure. not all. Yeah. But then he did something, he did Over the River to Feed My Sheep, which... Um, I haven't done for a dog's age. Yeah. And uh, last time, uh, I got it from Lamar Robertson. It's in the American Methodology book, if you've mm-hmm. got that resource. And it's a good tickety song. Yeah. And um, he reminded me of that because it's been off of my concept plan for tickety for quite a while. Because the last time I did it, which has to be at least more than two years ago, it didn't really go over very well. Like right. the kids were not, they, it was kind of like... Over the river to feed my... Oh, when are we going to be done with this? And they weren't into it. So, you know, a couple years ago, whatever. So I was like, eh, I have better tickety songs. That's fine. Well, um, when we did it with Kurt, I was like, oh my gosh... I have to I have to try this again. I'm just curious because I know my fourth graders, they're pretty much up for anything. Yeah. Things go well with them. I'm gonna do it this week because we are ticketing. Let's do it. Um, we're reviewing. Yeah. Uh, the that we'll talk more about specific rhythmic concepts about third grade and fourth grade a little bit later, but yeah. and, and why I feel like I gotta take a tea, take a tea right now. But so we were doing over the river to feed my sheep and they were just eating it up. They loved it. They really, there's the fir- the final verse, um, which I have used the alternate version, which is, Charlie is a fine young man. Charlie is a dandy. Charlie loves to go downtown. Wait, Charlie loves to kiss the girls because it is so handy. Oh. I don't do that verse. No. I say, Charlie loves to go downtown to treat the folks to candy. Oh, yeah. And Charlie can be a boy or a girl. Sure. Right. So I adjusted that. I think that... That's a case, no harm, no foul. Sure. I don't. I don't think that there's anything. Yeah, I, I don't feel weird about changing those. the meaning um, of the song. Right, and I'll put it in the show notes uh, over the river to feed my sheep. But during this final verse, there's a long way set, and there's um, one person from the end of the set, not with a partner, but they strut down the alleyway. And they throw candy at us and they wave at us. And I just say, you know, you're Charlie, boy or girl. And you're just, you know, you're a dandy, which means like you're super cool and whatever. I mean, of course, the original intent of the song was making fun of Prince Charlie, you know, at the time. Long time ago. I don't think I ever put that together. Oh, well, it's. Sure. Anyway, (laughs) so they were just they were just eating it up. That's my long story. Way too long. But that I took this game and song that I hadn't done for a while and it was new again It was new again with fourth grade. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And what a great practice of tickety. Over the river to feed my sheep. Yeah, it's it worked so well. So what I guess I'm trying to say is that those songs and games that maybe you put aside, 
not for reasons of inappropriate or racist or whatever. Not those ones. Those those stay aside. Those go away. Um, <laughs> but the ones that you put aside because you're like, no, this I'm not feeling it, or the kids yes. aren't feeling it. Yes. I mean, if you truly don't like a song, don't do it. Oh yeah. I'm beyond like. Yeah. If I don't like it, it's not happening. Right. But if it's like, well, the kids don't really like this one. Yeah. You don't know when you have a brand new group of kids. Sure. So exactly. that really worked well. Thank you, Kurt, for reminding me of "Over the River to Feed My Sheep." And the fourth graders just loved it. Had a great time. Yay. Yay. So now it is time for our main theme, and we are talking about third grade. Third grade. Typically one of my favorites. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it still is. I still, I love the repertoire. Yes. I love that we get to really dig into some fun things, and yeah. Yeah. I love third grade as well, because it's like, developmentally, they're on that, that cusp of becoming more mature, and their cognitive level is really starting to... Move along yes. towards like being an older yeah. kid, yeah. But they will still buy into oh, the yeah. fun of the younger set, yes, totally. right? So they're very playful, yeah. But they can think through things a little bit more thoroughly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and just work more independently too, which I love. Yeah. 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 So we are going to focus first on rhythmic things We're gonna, that yeah. we teach or are typically taught in third grade and, and, and it's just, within a codi sequence yeah we're, we're kind said. of focusing on the traditional codi sequence noted knowing that not everyone teaches within the sequence because and also understanding that people who do teach within a codi and i keep saying a codi sequence there's many because i want to emphasize that there is not just one right. like one sequence i'll rule them all it's like <laughs> you know yeah. Depending on where you are and who you are and where you got your training and really specifically where you are teaching. Right. Because you might have district or state level right. you know, expectations. And then it where... all comes down to the kids in the room. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So if they're not ready to tea ticka, it's, That's okay. it's not happening. Which we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll, we'll go there. But let's start with everyone's favorite concept, ticka ticka. What is it about ticka ticka? Everybody well, loves ticka ticka. Well, there's just a S Lotus song. There are there. so many songs. Yeah. And can we first mention the different languages. Now, of course, there's many different rhythm languages out there. But even within the traditional, you know, rhythm language that we as Kodai inspired teachers use, there's also variants. There's right. Tiri Tiri, there's yes. Tippy Tippy, and yes. there's Tikka Tikka. I used to Tiri Tiri. And if you're Takadimi, yeah, Takadimi, that's a whole different that's thing. That's a whole thing, yeah. But I was just going to say, I used to Tiri Tiri with my students because that was kind of how I was taught. Yeah, in my, my level, levels. Yeah, in my levels, I, I was Tiri Tiri'd. Yeah. But I made the transition to Tikka Tikka um, because, one, for my dual language kids, Tikka Tikka is so much easier for them to say. That's the a R's really good, good in the good way. Point. So the Tikka Tikka, once I switched to that, I found that they perform their rhythms much cleaner. Not yeah. only speaking, but just performing in general. Well, and you know, and and I don't have a lot of dual language kids, but when I switched over to Tikka Tikka, they could articulate the rhythms at a faster tempo, exactly. so much easier. The yeah. R's were slowing them down. Yeah. And, of course, we have to mention that if you to play recorders, or even if you don't, yeah. if these kids go into any instrument where they are doing any kind of tonguing, it sets them up beautifully yes. for that feeling of tonguing with, you know, they're uh, making those T's yep. with their tip of the tongue going yes. to the teeth and all that. Yep. Yeah. So I just wanted to put a little so plug I take a ticket. So ticket, any, ticket you know, I'm a big fan of beat function rhythm systems. Yes. Um, 
honestly, and we've said it before, it does not matter as long as you are consistent. Exactly. Yeah. Pick one and go with it. Exactly. So we're just going to mention a few of our favorite songs that feature Tikka Tikka. Yay. All right. You want to start? Okay. Well, let's see. So many. Um, but I did narrow it down. And this is not an authentic folk song per se. It comes from an Orf Schulrich volume. Yeah. And it's been put, there's been words put to them. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what number it is in the Orf Schulrich, but the ding dong, digga digga dong, digga digga ding, that cat is gone. Ding dong, digga digga dong, digga digga ding ding dong. Do you know what number that is? I don't. I don't either. Do you I know just, what volume it is? No. Okay. I'm just, putting you on the spot. I don't uh, yeah, know. Either. No, I, don't. I should have looked it up beforehand. But um, yeah, it's really lovely in canon. Mm hmm. And, and it sets melodically. It set, of course it sets them up later on for that high dough. Exactly. I was and we say, notice that a lot of our songs. yeah a lot of our ticka ticka songs also include high dough. Yes. But we're focusing on the rhythm only. For yeah. That. So that ding dong, <laughs> it just it's just it's a lovely. I use it for an opening song, uh-huh. like after the class walks in the room, we sing it all together. It's beautiful in canon. Yeah. Um, I put hand chimes to it on the beat where mm-hmm. you can just stick with that one chord and have kids playing on the beat. It transfers to instruments mm-hmm. so very well. Of course, it's from the or- Orschel work. Right. Um, what else? Um, I mean, that that's pretty yeah. much what I've always done with I it. I don't have a game quote, per se. Game per yeah. se. And it's so, it's so short and catchy that it doesn't really... It doesn't need a game. No. It's like, just a really fun song just when to I sing. Pre- yeah. When I first introduce this song to kids they just they love it they eat it up i have not had a class yet that is like not doing that yes. that's lame they all do it nice mm-hmm. yeah great for reading you know once we've presented ticka ticka it's just a great little song and i like that that one has ticka ticka in different beats within the phrase totally. because oftentimes a lot of our ticka ticka songs you know it's consistent where those ticka tickas lie where right. this one it varies so that makes it interesting for reading purposes exactly cool uh-huh any other ticka ticka songs there's so many I there know. are and um i love tidio yes um there's that a... ends up being my presentation song yeah because it just has that one ticka ticka exactly in it. so it's perfect for when yeah. you're ready to finally present and there's a very simple hand clapping mm-hmm. that goes with melodic contour even of tidio oh see okay i wonder if i actually no not no not not both ways sorry else? no um there's in one instance it does this. and then it doesn't okay. because it, it because it ascends and then it descends so never mind okay um but there's different versions i've seen different versions do you ring the dish bag on this one you know what that's funny that you mentioned that because I did for a while and then I let go of that because it was messing us up and they slowing us down. They can never get all the way around, right? right. So, and then Kurt Sereski, yeah, we did Tidio and he did, you know, the traditional where you did ring the dish rag. Yeah. But he did, did ring the dish rag just a one time. When did he ring the dish rag? On the first jingle at the window. Ah. And he didn't put the Tidio hand clapping with it with the one that immediately is after Jingle at the Window. Okay. Right? So, if I can, you know, explain, like, if you're you're in a double circle, yeah. you're facing your partner, there's yeah. an inside person, there's an outside person, because there's an inside circle and an outside circle, and you step to the right every time you say, pass one window, so you're stepping to the right, and you tidy out, hit legs, clap both, and then you step to the right again, pass two windows, tidy out, same hand clapping. We step again to the right, pass three windows, tidy oh. And then with this person that you just did yes. the hand clap thing, yes. you take their hands and then you 
ring the, the district. district. Jingle at the window, and don't worry about the hand clapping on yeah, this one. Yeah, because that's where it gets And that's where you crazy. can get real crazy. And then when you get to the second, to the B so, section, the tidy up. Yeah, so for that, that with Kurt, he just had us... You know, clap, 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 clap. Don't ring the dish rag. Clap, clap, clap. Oh, okay. So, and that makes it a lot more. The thing it's is, more musical. It was that interesting um, seeing that because I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll. I was inspired because I was already doing tidy up. It's yeah. already in the camp. Like, yeah, they've already been doing that. Yeah. Um, and so I, I thought, well, let's let's bring that di- ring the dish rag in, and it worked really well. But I think one of the reasons it worked really well is because we added it on later. Later. Yeah. I don't. I think that if I was. I, in the future, I'm going to do it just that way again, where I don't ring the dish rag until sure. we're really solid on the stepping to the right, passing the windows, yeah. and the hand clapping business. I teach that in levels as far as I teach them the hand clapping part and the ringing the dish rag, but we stay with the same partner the whole time. Oh, and there you go. We, we and then the you ante and we add the So you layer the on hand. with mm-hmm. the stepping to the right. Yeah. And we do ring the dish rag every time we say jingle at the windows, which becomes a little bit frantic. Yeah, and then they stop they singing. Of, That's my whole thing. That's the problem. Yeah. But they love it because they think it's fun and it's a little bit... It's a little bit wild and out of control for a minute, and then assuming that it's a group that can handle it, they can get back under control. So I do kind of take it to that level, but you have to know your groups, I suppose. Yes. But great one. And another one that's great later for high dough. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. I have to give a little shout out uh, <laughs> to in and out the Dusty Bluebells, because uh, I've known this one for a long time. Yeah. Right. And then... Uh, a few years ago, I was talking to our fantastic um, Colorado Kodai Institute choir director. Yes. Um, Kira. Yes. Uh, who is in Ireland and hopefully will is listening. But I have to give a <laughs> shout out to I know she's listening. I, right. Well, <laughs> I'll tell her. I'll say, hey, go yeah, listen to this one. We're giving you a shout out. So anyway, in and out the dusty bluebells. Um, I had mentioned to her, we were just talking, and she's like, oh, I know it like this. And she and I recorded her singing it. Oh, good! And then I brought it to my kids, and now and and she knows it as in and out the darky blues bluebells. And I'm gonna sing it, and uh, I'm not. I can't promise that I'm gonna write it up because I still haven't written it up. Okay. Because I have her singing it. Yeah. And when I bring it out, and I'm like, wait a minute, am I doing the melody for in and out the dusty bluebells? Oh, I gotta switch over because I really prefer sure. Kira's. Yeah. Do you know um, it off the top of your head? I do. Okay, I wanna hear. In it. and out of the darky bluebells. In out of the darky bluebells, in and out of the darky bluebells, who will be the leader? Tap a rapper on your shoulder, tap a rapper on your shoulder, tap a rapper on your shoulder early in the morning. Nice. And I just, I prefer that one melodically. Yeah. And we're not looking at the melodies, so. Sure, yeah. If it's tastier melodically. <laughs> tastier, I like that. Yeah, then that's the one I'm going to use. And that. Tepper rapper rap, there's your ticket tickets. Right. You know, nothing has changed there. Now, I have to be honest, I haven't done this song and game in third grade for Ticka Ticka because I feel like my kids wouldn't buy into it as much. Really? Because is it kind of like a, a bluebird type of game where they're going in and out windows uh-huh. and then they tap and then someone's they, shoulder? They are tapping the Ticka Ticka, which they, I mean, let's face it, first time around, they're not really tapping Ticka Ticka T T T T T T yeah, no. It's Maybe always I a big. It's a little bit chaotic. The game itself is a little bit chaotic, and I will say, with thirty-one third and fourth graders mixed a couple weeks ago, yeah, um, at my mountain school, um, it was. And and these are the kids that have like, every time I we play a song and game, they're like, oh, 
I can't. We've never played games before. Like they act like they've never played games right. before and they just lose it. Yeah. And I mean in a good way. Like they yeah. love it. Yeah. So um this one, uh, it was a big hit. It was a little chaotic. Sure. Because there's so many of them. Yeah. And it's in a small little temp, but we made it work and then we put instruments to it. Sorry, I'm going back to the game again. I'm okay. asking lots of questions. Please. And then so then the kid Tap somebody on the shoulder, and then the kid that they're tapping on the shoulder, do they go behind them and make a chain, or do they become their own? Is so it like a snowball thing? There, yes. Okay. You can do it a couple of different ways. Yeah, I've seen so it I've ways, done so it. I'm wondering how you I've do it. I've done it where um, one person's going in and out of the arches, single yeah. circle, and then when we get to the tap, then that's usually me, the very first person. Sure. Tap a rapper rapper. It's supposed to be, and this is what you really have to drive home to the kids. That you don't run over to your bestie who's across on the other side right. of the circle. It's whoever, it's whoever you're, close you're closest to. to mm-hmm. And you have to be on the outside of the circle. So there's like a little tiny bit of forethought. Sure. You can't be stuck on the inside. Yeah. And then if you are, you just like scamper out. And so you tap a rapper rapper yeah. on one shoulder, tap a rapper rapper on that same person, other shoulder. And then you could, and I, this is the way I've been doing it. Now that person that was just tap a rapper rapid yeah. on is the one leading. Okay, so then the person who was just tapping their shoulders basically still taps that person. Stay shoulders. on their shoulders, yeah, stand, so, so, and so you end up with this little conga line kind of thing. Exactly. Okay. So you can do I'm it that you. way. Yes. And then I did change it up for my little tiny temp mountain school um, because I wanted to make sure we got through it yeah. and that everyone had a turn. Uh, the last time that I did it with these guys is we didn't make a conga line. Uh-huh. Everybody fell in line and tap a rap a rapid um, a new person oh so okay. like if you had two going through yes then the next time you'll have you'll have four, four. okay like so it. you're not tapper rapper rapping the same person right. each time you're tapper rapper you don't rapping. end up with any lines whatsoever you just end up with lots of single people like going well in i try to make it a line but it doesn't really work out so it doesn't okay. that that part doesn't really matter yeah. you don't want them banging into each other sure. when they go so I, that's, that's why i try to keep them in a line as they're going in and out of this single Oh, so circle. they're in and out in a line, and then they split apart and tap a rapper. And then, yeah, and okay. ideally, I when they split apart to tap a rapper rapper on the outside of the single, ideally, you want it to be like, and I'm at this person, and the other, the the other another person who's tapper rapping is on the next door neighbor and is uh, on the next like you want that to happen okay it doesn't always work out that yeah. way it's not perfect but then I mean like you said you get through the game very quickly then exactly yeah and I just wanted to make sure everybody especially with this, these kids at the mountain school since it, it really seems like they haven't had much experience with singing games yeah when they don't get turns they take they it like really harder upset. because yeah. it's like they're not used to they're this not whole, used sometimes to this whole thing. yeah and it's also yeah. third and fourth grade mixed yeah so it's interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing I did with in and out the darky bluebells is uh-huh. really what I'm calling it, Kira's version, yeah. you know, um, that has been really fun. And I have a video of this. I just have it posted on our Instagram, and I, I will probably get to posting it, is that I make a big um, kind of circle of orf instruments. Uh-huh. And um, I don't have quite enough orf instruments, so I also use, like, rhythm sticks. Yeah. And we, after we've played the game, we sing it and we play tabarabarapa on your shoulder, tabarabarapa. Yep. Yeah. So we just play on one bar. Uh-huh. Cool. Um, and we just, you know, next door neighbors, like you play like the A and the G. Uh-huh. And then at the end of the song, who will be the leader? We count to eight and we scoot. Nice. To the right. 
So everyone plays lots of different instruments. Cool. Kind of like um, I've done early in the morning at 8 o'clock, uh, the Skippy Rope song. Yes. Uh, that That's listed. I can't remember. There's some resource where it is listed to do a kind of change up instruments that way. Oh, okay. You know, where you rotate. Yeah. You rotate them. So they're just playing the that ticka ticka tee tee rhythm? Yeah, they're playing. But on lots of different instruments. Yeah. 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 I will so come back to either you on, on the either on a barred instrument or maybe we're just playing just rhythm sticks percussion. on unpitched per- percussion on the floor. Yeah, cool. Um but they have to they're playing on one bar. Yeah. So they go A A A A A A on your shoulder. G G G G G G on your shoulder. I'm no I'm not in the right key on your shoulder. Oh, that's okay. Okay. Anyway, so that was a very long explanation, but you know Oh, I, that's a good one. I like I, getting I them on instruments it, and but... getting the alternating because yes. ticka ticka I think is the it it's unique. It's one. It's the first rhythm that they really are going to be more successful playing it if they alternate their hands. Totally. So that yeah. is my whole purpose of making sure we bring in the instruments during yes. prep. Yes, totally. Awesome. Whew. All right. Well, let's talk about <laughs> tea ticka. Tea ticka, and its brother ticka tea. And um, just a, a little mention, <laughs> I will mention that uh, I do not teach tea ticka and ticka tea in third grade anymore. Um, I experimented with moving it to actually fifth grade because and and truthfully, that's what is what's in our district's it, curriculum. Yeah, and it's in our uh, Colorado State standards. And yeah, at first yeah, when I saw, too. I was like, ew, no, it should be in third grade because all those sixteenth note things. I always taught it there, and then one year I was like, you know what? I don't know. Let's just kind of try it, and I end up not teaching in third grade and then teaching. So grade. does the repertoire that we'll talk about for Tea Ticka and Ticka Tea work as well text-wise, developmentally, route-wise? Yes. Okay. I think so. Cool. In fact, sometimes maybe better. Um, but if you're still doing Tea Ticka and Ticka Tea along with 16th notes, I guess I found that it got so jumbled for my kids that I liked having that separation between mm-hmm. Ticka Ticka and then we do all these other things and then we come back to Tea right. Ticka and Ticka Tea later. Well, I make sure I separate Tea ticka and ticka tea yeah. most of the time. Right. And I find when I teach it with fifth graders, actually, I it works better if you don't separate it because inevitably what ends up happening when I if they, introduce tea ticka, one on. kid will be like, well, isn't there a ticka tea? And I was like, oh, we'll find so out. So glad you asked. And then it, I, I end up teaching ticka tea pretty close after tea ticka. Like it's That's not great. its own big thing. So, and that um, totally makes sense, yeah. especially if you have that beauty of like, them coming to it. That's what we yeah. want is yeah. them to come to it on exactly. their own. Exactly. So, I mean, not to say that, you know, there's a right way or a wrong way. It's just what, what works well with your kids. And I'm actually, I'm sticking with this um, tea tick and ticket tea with older kids. But, yeah, looking at the repertoire that we talked about off mic that we're going to talk about now, uh-huh. I, do, I use the same repertoire and they, they still like it. So, Okay. Cool. Tell us your favorite tea ticket. So, ticker. my favorite tea ticket is Fire in the Mountain. And the reason why I say this one works really well is because in fifth grade, they do talk about American history and the mm-hmm. Revolutionary War. So, when we talk about you with the red coat, follow with the drum, we talk, and they're like, oh, red coats, you know. And so, it actually ties into their curriculum, awesome. which is really nice. Now, uh, the depending on where you are in the country, your, your um, American... Uh, dialect might not work well with fire in the mountain. I have found that to be a little bit tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my because kids do they do say fire, fire in, in the because in yeah. here in Colorado, I find that my kids go fire in the mountain. Yes, and, and so, so I've it's actually ticka-ticka. yeah. I mean, I've brought it to their attention that it's like well, fire you know, in, the in the south. <laughs> yeah, it's more of fire is its own thing. Right. So yeah, with a little bit of help, they do get that eventually. Yeah, but um, fire in the mountain. I think didn't you post a video of your kids playing this game? I think oh. you did. Oh. Um, 
I thought you did on Instagram. Maybe I did. So there's um, half of the class is in a seated circle. Sometimes and... it goes really poorly. Yeah. Half. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. My fifth graders are really loving it. And then the other half walks around. Mm-hmm. And I've got one kid. I use a tubano with a mallet. Mm-hmm. And so one kid standing in the middle. So you have to have an uneven number to play this of game. Because you've got your one kid in the middle. And of course, if you have an even number, then I'll be the one who plays the beat. And then at any point in the song... They can stop playing and they run behind one of the students who's sitting, and then it's like a musical chairs kind of thing. Mm-hmm. One kid's left over, they have to play the beat in the middle. Right. So that's how you play it. Too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's how I've played it as well. And the reason I say that sometimes it goes poorly is because it's like musical people. Yes. Right. Musical chairs, but with people. Um, sometimes when it comes time for them to get behind a person, they're already there and it's just like anticlimactic. Oh. That's what I mean by going poorly. Oh, I don't know. There's always seems to be a little bit of a mad scramble. Well, I remember when you and I did this, not this year, but the year last, we were trying to make a video of this um, of this game, and we play it with teachers. Oh, that's right. And that's exactly what happened, is it was anticlimactic, because kind of... it was like, okay, here I am. Yeah. Yeah. That is funny. Well, and then, of course, sometimes you get kids who want to be in the middle, and then right. you, know, you get that issue. Right. But I don't know. I have a big group of fifth graders who are a little bit excited and animated this year so awesome. it's going well oh uh, we should probably sing the song in case people don't know it oh yeah so it goes fire in the mountain run boys run, run you with the red coat follow with the drum the drum shall lead and you shall run fire in the mountain run 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 i say run boys run. i know i took out the boys oh you want to be Yes. I just did. I well, know. I mean, back in the day. Yes. And what war. we were referring to earlier with the fire in the mountain is that that's your tea ticker. Yes. But it's not if it's if you're yeah. in Colorado and they're going fire, fire in, in the mountain. Mo- yeah. So, yeah, you have to model it the way that you want them to right. read it. But you do get the you with the red coat. Yeah, exactly. So you at least have that. Too. So, you yeah. The red co- um, I will do all, uh, mention that if you do have an even number of kids, yeah. one thing that I threw in that, that has been pretty successful is that um, I have them conduct in two, even though it's not, I mean, it could be two, it could be four, it really isn't four, but I will have a kid playing the drum and then I'll have someone conducting them. Oh, in so two. you end up with two And the then, middle. so I ended up with two Okay. and someone cuts them off. Like the uh, sorry, the cut conductor cuts off like, and now we go run behind somebody. Right. So okay. when the conductor cuts off the drummer, is when they with go. their conducting. Yeah. Is when that happens. Cute. Oh, that's cute. So I've done that as well. I like that. Yeah. What's your favorite tea to Catania? Well, <laughs> I'll have to go. Um, my Spanish is not not awesome, but El Rejo. Relo. El Relo. Oh, did I spell it wrong? Yeah. Here? It's yeah. Yeah. R E L O J. Relo. Which is watch in Spanish. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So this is your Day of the Dead yeah. chant. Um, I have heard it sung, but I've always done the chant. I th- yeah, I think it's traditionally And I did put something. We do have on our Instagram feed, uh, my mountain kids did a performance for their study buddies, their, their second grade study buddies. Mm-hmm. And they worked it up really well. And I had uh, one student in there who is bilingual, and she did all of the verses. So I had kids who were uh, acting as the skeletons. Yes. And I had kids on instruments. Some were playing the beat and some were playing the rhythm. Yes. And um, it, it works really well because everyone can I, – I love that they have choices on I'm going to be the skeleton actor. I'm going to be, you know, um, playing the city beat on with the hand chime. I'm going to be on the tubano. But they all speak 
Tumba ke tumba, tumba tumba tumba, tumba ke tumba, tumba tumba tumba. Right? Yeah, that that little chant, that little refrain comes back in between. So each on verse. the verses, the skeleton does something different. Yeah, they're coming out of their tomb, right. which is the tumba, and, then and they the skeleton gets a cough. Yes. The skeleton looks for his friend Andre. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> skeleton plays basketball. Yeah. I can't remember what time that's at, but yeah. it's, it's, it's snow or things. ice cream. It's ice something. Yeah. Um, and when I pulled this one out with my fifth graders, I thought, okay, are they going to consider this to be babyish? I really, but did you, you thought that? I thought that for a minute because I think in some, you know, Latin American communities, this is kind of like a little kid counting song. You know what I mean? Oh, but we're not in that community. It, well, some of my kids are. Oh, so I okay. thought, okay, what am I? Do you they know, know? Did they know it? They knew it, and um, they knew different versions of it, but they got really excited about it. Like, oh. like this is a song from my childhood that I'm really excited about. And then because we played tubanos and jumbes on the tumba ke tumba, you know, mm -hmm. we kind of we we well, added that's... that more that's adult beautiful. elements. That's yeah, awesome. They loved it. And I just want to put a little shout out for the resource that this, you can find this chant in the resource um, El Patio de Mi Casa. Mm -hmm. And I also want to mention, I just discovered this when I was teaching the song, that the recording for this resource, the resource is an actual book, but the recording for it, you can find on Spotify. We'll put a link. Yeah. yeah. So I was really excited because it goes really fast in the recording, which again, for my older kids, they really liked speaking the Spanish words quickly. So um, anyways, if you need help with, um, you know, pronunciation. And I didn't even know about this book, and then Carrie told me, and I just yeah. bought it. So, and it's uh, on Amazon. It's on Amazon. But then, yeah, the recordings are all on Spotify. Um, so if you have a Spotify account, they're all on there, which is a, it's a really cool. good resource. So yeah. that's a fun one, too. Um, can we talk about the mixing? Well, maybe we shouldn't talk about the mixing yet, because let's see. We talked about Fire in the Mountain. Um Oh, yeah. Tell us your other tea ticket. Oh, my other tea ticket is Fed My Horse, which goes... Please fed... tell me what you do with well, this. Well, let me sing it first. Okay. Fed my horse in a poplar trough. Fed my horse in a poplar trough. Fed my horse in a poplar trough. And then he caught the whooping cough. Coy Melindo, Kilko, Kilko. Coy Melindo, Kilko me. Coy Melindo, Kilko, Kilko. Coy Melindo, Kilko me. I have. I always forget about that part. Well, that's the, why it's important, because the game includes both parts. Okay. See, so, I haven't played it in so um, and then the second verse, it's fed my horse with a silver spoon, and then he kicked it over the moon. And then the third verse is my old horse is dead and gone, he left his jawbone plowing corn. And again, this is an example, not to say I'm right, because that's not what it's about. But I like this one for older kids, because we can kind of talk about the history. You have to be careful with the whole whooping cough thing, as we've talked about with other songs. But people are... Are people dying from the whooping it's cough? It's coming back. Oh, my goodness. Not necessarily dying, but we Seriously. talk about that. And then what are we Ugh. feeding him with the silver spoon? Oh, medicine. Did he like it? He kicked it over the moon. Well, we maybe he should have gotten vaccinated. Exaggeration. Exactly. <laughs> and then left his jawbone plowing corn. We talked about, like, the the use of animals, like how we would use bones from animals to create tools. And right. so we kind of go into this whole history My horse thing. is dead, but I'm using his parts. I'm going to use his parts. Yeah. And that's actually respectful to the animal. And it's actually handy. And you didn't have a lot of money back in the day. We kind of, we get into the the whole thing. Awesome. You know, you can have these conversations with older kids. Right. But and then, no one's traumatized, you know, there's hopefully. no, again, quote-unquote game that I was ever aware of, so okay. I made one up. Okay, So when we're singing the verse, whatever verse it is, we're wandering around the room, and we're just going for a walk with the steady beat, sometimes I have them clap the rhythm or tap quietly the rhythm of the words while okay. they sing. And then when we get to the coimalindo, the refrain, we do a little clapping game. And I just made it up. It goes right, clap, left, clap, 
both clap, pat, clap. All right. And it just goes really well with the coin And that window. might be more challenging for third grade. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. But for fifth grade, that's a pretty easy clapping pattern. And then on the next verse, you walk around and you find a new partner to clap with. So it's just a little mix and mingle and clap with a partner game. And then, I don't know, one day I felt like just being a little saucy with them. So I made it an uneven number by either adding myself or... Not at, you know, I made it an uneven number and said, if you don't have a partner by the time we get to coin a window, kill co, kill co, and then you're out. Okay. So that one student ends up being out each time. I don't nice. know. It's just, I just made it up. It's just silly, but yeah, it got good. them moving and grooving. Like, they like to sing the song. You should make a video of this. Okay, I will. I'll Please. get some kids. Yeah, because they like this one. And it, um, it get, just gets them moving and grooving and okay. doing something Because I, I have not done this song in a dog's age. Yeah. And I can't even remember. I you know, what I did with it. Yeah. I think that maybe we just read it and sang it. And... Yeah, and I've done that too. And then I was just like, yeah, we're just going to make up this little thing. So um, there's nothing wrong with just sitting and singing songs for the sake of singing them, but they, they liked doing a little extra with it. Okay. So. Um, okay, now I can ask my, my mixing question. Yes. How committed are you to doing tea ticka before ticka tea or vice versa i'm very committed to tea ticka before ticka tea because i made the mistake of doing it the other way once mm-hmm. and man i was surprised i for some reason i thought in my head ticka tea would be easier than tea ticka because and like just, as a teacher because I don't, we just ticka ticka yeah i don't well i don't know May, i have no idea why in my brain i just thought this is going to be an easier rhythm and so i did it the other way once and realized how poorly that so, went yeah, and I I totally concur. Yes. Yeah, because I have done the same. Yeah. Where especially okay, the song Hoppled Squirrel. Yes. Was something that led me to think, you know what, Hoppled Squirrel, um, we we do it when they're really young and yeah. then we bring it back. And so considering, you know, it's it's kind of I don't I maybe seen as a little development like a little more immature right right that maybe i should be ticketing before so i have made that same yeah move like let me and try then and it was goes. like a mess yes right so i did switch back yeah um so and the other reason i think that i want to say tea ticka before ticka tea is because i find more tea ticka songs without ticka tea yes um then i find Ticka T songs without T Ticka. Exactly. So I don't, when I'm doing T Ticka, I do not, in a true Kodai, whatever fashion, I do not include songs that have Ticka T because that's confusing. Sure. If we're T Ticka ing, we are, we are solid T Ticka That's why the songs I mentioned, they only have uh, T Ticka. Yes. And exactly. preferably not even a Ticka Ticka in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to confuse the matter. So anyway, uh, just wanted to know where you were on that because yeah, I know it I can agree. be a challenge to find songs that don't include and chants that don't include the both of them. So, yes. yeah, I now do tea ticka way before a ticka tea yeah. and have melodic stuff going on in between. Sure. Uh, all right. But now let's ticka tea. Yeah. So we're talking, and you know, we didn't say this before. We're talking about two sixteenth eighth note <laughs> eighth combination. Note. Yeah. And before we were talking about eighth note, two sixteenth note, one beat. Yes. combination Good and ticka ticka four sixteenth notes beamed because you know when just in case we read you know chicken on a fence post yes yeah people who use um the the rhythm names what do they do when they get to the 16th note patterns that i mean once in a while you'll hear people who go quarter quarter eighth eighth quarter right like that 
So but that doesn't make sense because quarters. Well, I cents. know it does not make sense. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying I advocate that, but I have seen, heard, run into music teachers. Sure. Who who do reading oh, like that? And honestly, I'm like, I don't. I haven't, but. One eight two sixteenths. How does that I, work? It's more familiar to me to have um, teachers. I especially think this happens in in the ORF world where you have like watermelon for well, sixteenth sure. and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't. But that's know. still beat function. Yeah, I don't know how you would. What would you say for? 16th? I don't know. This is why I'm throwing because I have seen and heard teachers sixteenth sixteenth. Yeah, exactly. 16th, 16th, 16th. 16th. I don't know. I no. don't know. No, thank you. Not doing that. So Not don't bag. don't care that much. Okay, ticketing. Yes. Well, you already mentioned over I the did. river. I did. Over the river to feed my sheep, over the river to Charlie, over the river to feed my sheep to feed them well on barley, trampling down the weevily weed, trampling down the barley, trampling down the weevily weed to bake a cake for Charlie. Charlie is a fine young one. Charlie is a dandy. Nice. Charlie loves to go downtown to treat the folks to candy. Or... Originally, Charlie is a fine young man. Charlie is a dandy. Charlie loves to kiss the girls because it is so handy. Uh-huh. I'm not going there. No. I'd rather throw candy and uh, make Charlie a fine young one. Yes, inclusive. And be inclusive. Good job. And I, well, you know, I mean, it's, I didn't come up with the verse. Yeah. That's yeah, been yeah, an yeah. alternate verse for, yeah. you know. That's awesome. Anyway, so that's over the river to feed my sheep, which is a, a very, it's a fun little uh Long way set, facing a partner, doing a hand clapping, changing sides, yeah. business. Makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, so, and that over the river to feed my sheep. It's just so handy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite uh, Tikiti songs is the Stora La Pumpa song. Oh, yeah. yeah. It goes, Stora La, Stora La, Stora La. Wait, is it Stora La? I always thought it was Stora La. It's double O's. Oh, I don't have a single O in my sis. Source. Really? Okay, we'll have to look. Mm. Okay, go ahead. Okay. I know it is. Hey, hey, hey. I know. Oh, boom, boom, boom. Um, I, I believe my source for this is Leanne Garner from a Rocky Workshop. Oh, so I'll you know have what? Look. I'm looking and I do see it with one O. Uh, that's how I know. I it. originally learned it now, and I'm not saying it could be me and my brain. Brain. I originally learned this from Sue Lighthold Bocock. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, um, but look, there it is. It's oh, it yeah. is. Yeah. Well, there's okay. yeah, your source is Leanne Gardner. There you go. Okay. Um, yeah. So I've seen it in different ways. I've seen it where they just do like this little sidestep while they sing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've also seen a little game. It's it's kind of like a up the ante bow wow wow type of game. Oh. <laughs> and I, I I don't remember if this I learned from Leanne or not. I should go back at my my. Oh, Rocky you know what? Notes. I I remember this specific Rocky workshop. Okay. And <clears throat> I remember doing the. Sidestep okay. with hands. Yes. Okay. You know, that's what we did. Touching plan. your neighbors. From I do not rem- I don't think we did a bow wow wow type, type of, of game. game. Okay. So the way um I don't know if I learned this or somebody or made it up myself, but you face a partner and every time you do stodala, you do three quick taps on their hands. So you tap the rhythm on yeah, their hands. So stodala, stodala, stodala on the pumpa, you turn and look at the person behind you. Oh. And then stodala, you turn again. Pumpa, stodala, turn again. So there's this constant back and forth. And then when you get to the hey, 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 which is how I my version. Oh, but look here. It says you boom, have boom, 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 boom. Okay, well, I don't know. I'm you not trade, saying you, know. you trade places on the hey 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 
And that uh, it's it's kind of confusing, but it's and then it ends up being like wow wow wow. When you, oh, why don't you, you make us a video? I'm going to do too. a video of that one too. Um, yeah, so my sixth graders actually did this this year when we were reviewing tea ticka and ticka tea, and they had fun with it. So again, it's a good one because it's just full of ticka teas, but no tea tickas, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. I I that's been a long time since I've done that one. Thanks. Yeah. 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 Um, do you want to mention any other ticka teas? Um, I'm I mean, sorry. Look at my oh um. We already mentioned we coupled, coupled squirrel. squirrel, which you and can do a lot of different things. When right? you are ready to combine Ida Red, Ida Blue, it's yes. a really good one. For and that. when you are um, ready to combine a uh, listening les- lesson with fossils yeah. from uh, Camille Saison's Carnival of the Animals. Sure. Ticka ticka ta, ticka ticka ta, ticka ticka tea, ticka tea tea. Wait, wait. Oh, no, nope, that's you. just tea ticka. Wait, does it ticka tea too? I, d- I can't think of it off the top of my head. Oh, I'm not gosh. that good. Ticka ticka ta, ticka ticka ta, ticka ticka tea, ticka tea tea ta, ticka ticka ta, ticka ticka ta. Ticka, ticka, ta. Ticka, ticka, tea, ticka, tea, tea, ta. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, so I should have mentioned this on tea ticka. Well, that's all right. It's still a good one. Okay. Yeah. And and that's a good one to play that rhythm. Um, I use a listening lesson I got from Brent Galt okay. at a, a Oak session a bazillion years ago that is in his fantastic book called Listen Up. Oh, yeah. Um, that I don't mind plugging because it's a wonderful resource. And um, I was tickled because, like, there's several listening lessons in there. That when I bought the book, I was like, I've seen him do, I've, yes, I did this with I've him a couple years ago. Person. I've done this one. Yeah. Like we were his guinea pigs. Yeah. That's awesome. Exactly. And among many others, I'm sure. But um, so, yeah, he has this wonderful fossils where it focuses on the form. Yeah. And the rhythm. Yeah. And um, kids are moving around the room, sometimes no, non-locomotor, sometimes locomotor. Anyway, by the source. It's awesome. It's a good I can't one. give you the whole lesson because it's not mine to give. Well, but, yeah. It's a good um, one. Listen Up by Brent Galt. Wonderful resource. So, third grade is such a big grade. (laughs) Tanya and I have decided that we are going to make this a two-parter, and we're going to save the melodic aspects of third grade for the next episode. So, we're going to call this third grade part one. Surprise. Focus on just rhythm. We'll we'll label it correctly. It's a meaty one. Yes. So, anyways, in case you were just wondering, okay, we're almost an hour in. We just decided this. (laughs) We just decided. We just can't do a two-hour. We have so much to say. So much. Sorry, people. What what are they going to do? Not pay us? Well, yeah, right. Uh, (laughs) There will be third grade part two in our next episode. Oh, yes, there will. Awesome. We have come to our work smarter, not harder teacher tip. And Carrie, you've got an excellent one, right? (laughs) I don't know about excellent. I I don't know what it is. Okay. I'm sure it's excellent. I'm pretty proud of this one. So you know how you do lots of like beat keeping activities in the music room? Um, Or anything where there's a leader, so to speak, where you have a kid who's the leader. Mm -hmm. Well, instead of like shouting out a name of a student, hey, you're the leader, I pulled out a (laughs) flashlight. And I give that leader a spotlight. So, for example, if we're sitting in a circle and we're doing... Okay, I'm just going to say... You just blind them. No, no, no. So okay. I shine the flashlight on like the floor in front of the kid. Oh, that makes sense. And that's okay. their spotlight. And then everybody <laughs> follows them. And this was particularly fun. And um, so you go nonverbal. Yeah, nonverbal. Say, this is good. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So the whole point is Save if you're your doing voice. something and you want one kid to be the leader, you can get out a flashlight and you can shine the floor right in front of that kid. And then that's how they know and the rest of the kids know who to follow. 
Nice. So I did this um, Halloween week. Uh, we talked about Monster Mash before. We were tapping sticks along with Monster Mash, but for that one, I got out my black light flashlight. Yeah, no, I was just thinking yeah, this. that I use for um, my escape room stuff, but uh-huh. I was like, oh, how perfect. And it was so fun because when I shine it kind of on the floor, it also gets like on their feet. Yeah, yeah. And so if they have like white, white shoes, it, they kind of shine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, having some flashlights, different colors and things for, um, you know, assigning I, leaders. I just thought of something oh, what? that would take. I don't, I mean, I honestly, I mean, of course, I haven't done it because I just thought of it. Yeah. But what if with the black light, what if before they came in, you got yellow stickies and you wrote on the yellow stickies with a yellow highlighter because, yes. you know, that'll show up under a black light. Sure. And I don't know, like maybe you give them each a different, whatever you're working on, rhythm or something. And then you like tape it to each, have each kid wear one. Ooh. So not only are they getting that opportunity to be the leader, but they find out what they're Sticky what their says. secret rhythm is or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I haven't thought it through, yeah. obviously. But, and it, it would be labor intensive. Sure. Maybe there's a better, you could laminate things ahead of time and then stick them on them. I saw somebody posted on Instagram a thing where they wrote rhythms, like literally on the wall. Oh, yeah. Did I you saw see that? That, that was like, awesome. Um, yeah. Like with one of those, well, it's like a UV pen or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they shine the light on it and they show up. That yeah, would be really cool. That would be cool. I get nervous giving kids the black light flashlight though because it's if you actually do get that on your eyes that's like super bright and damaging so, yeah, so i get nervous that. about that right. with littles but anyways anyway the, but my work smarter not harder teacher tip is to use a flashlight to designate leaders for things how cool it was fun they liked right. it and they would get excited when the light shone on them yeah So now it's time for our CODA section, where we each give a personal or professional recommendation. What do you have, Tanya? Uh, I'm going to get way personal. Oh, boy. Here we go. Okay. (laughs) I will, again, put this little graph on our show notes that I I have put up before about the, um, the developmental, emotional state of a first year teacher Mm -hmm. throughout the school year. And this is that chart that shows like disillusionment, survival, anticipation. I have posted it before. Um, I've seen it a lot lately, not just from, you know, me, but um, it's, it's not just for first year teachers. Yes. So we are, we are right now at the very beginning of November. Yes. October typically and the beginning of November up to Thanksgiving is a very stressful time mm-hmm. for most teachers. Yeah. Not just first-year teachers. So if you've been teaching for a while and you're feeling some super stress, of course, you understand that this is this is the part of the cycle. Yes. All right. Well, um, I have been struggling lately for a variety of reasons. Um, you know, this is my first time at two schools in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have some rather large classes that are that are honestly stressing me out. Yeah. So um, I am not shy to self-help books. There's good ones. There's bad ones. There's silly ones. And the one that I have been listening to, and I I just finished on audio, is called Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. Mm. And it is specifically for females. Mm -hmm. And um, I was really... uh, 
I've been doing a lot, a lot of audiobooks because I'm doing a lot of driving. Yeah. The audiobook in particular is is really um, entertaining. It's funny. It's written by two identical twin sisters. Okay. Um, one is a, a, a MD, and the other one is a choral director. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that was kind of a fun little tie-in. Yeah. And um, it's not just a feel-good, oh, you'll get through it, buck up little camper keep yeah. that chin it's not like that they give some very specific tools to like closing your stress cycle loop and they talk about dealing with the stressors is different than dealing with the stress itself okay and they had there's a pdf uh, thing that came with it some worksheets of like okay what are you going to do to deal with the stress in this way and anyway it's a very useful hands-on not just feel good book, not just, you know, it's okay, just take a deep breath. Right. But it gives you some very specific practical tools um, of how to just deal with stress. Cool. And it's called Burnout, The mm. Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. And I will put a link. And I've been doing the audiobook, and it's very interesting because I finished the audiobook and then. I started it right back up again. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if that speaks more to my level of stress or how good the book is. Yeah, that's that's good. That means yeah. that there were things you might have missed the first time and exactly. you want to dive back in. Yeah. So anyway, that's my little recommendation. Cool. Um, not not a not a lot of fun, 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 but, oh, but necessary. This time of year, especially. Yes. And you. you, what about you? What would you like to tell us about this? I would like to just sing the praises of the musical artist Rhiannon Giddens. Do you know her? I don't know her. She is amazing. I have been following her for a long time. She used to be a part of, and maybe still is, um, a band called the Carolina Chocolate Drops. Oh, I know them. Yes. So they're kind of, you know, bluegrassy, old-timey music, um, but from the black perspective. And it's, she does so much research into her music. It's amazing. Like, finding the ties from the banjo all the way back to Africa, you know? Wow, that's awesome. So she is a singer, she plays banjo, she plays fiddle, and she has some solo projects, and uh, her latest is um, an album called There Is No Other, which she put out with a gentleman named Francesco Teresi, who oh. I don't know. Other than, um, I've been listening to this album, but then also there's an NPR Tiny Desk concert that features her and him, and it's really, really excellent. So, um, just amazing music. She covers all different styles. She's got some blues stuff, she's got some jazz stuff, bluegrass, old-time music, Um yeah, she That's just so cool. she does so much, and her voice is incredible. So I definitely recommend listening to this album. There is no other, but then also checking out her Tiny Desk concert, which we should link oh, to in the show notes. Yeah, yeah I love Tiny Desk concerts. Oh, yeah, and this one is, I mean, they're all good, but her voice just really speaks to me, and I just love her. So Rhiannon awesome. Giddens is her name. Yay. We've reached the double bar line. Thank you for listening to Music Teacher Coffee Talk. Our show notes can be found at Teaching Music Tanya's Kodai Aspiring Blog. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look for Music Teacher Coffee Talk. If you enjoyed this show, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving us a review on iTunes to help others find this podcast. Next time, we'll be focusing on third grade melodic concepts. Part two. There's just so much. There is so much in third grade. So until next time, this is Tanya. And this is Carrie wishing you happy musicking.